This is the Girls of Gen Z podcast, a virtual hangout space created to inspire, encourage, and provoke positive energy for the everyday Gen Z girl like me. This podcast series was created to give my generation a space to talk and express our feelings amongst our authentic selves. So charge your phone, get your AirPods, and don't forget, after this episode, post on social media using the hashtag Girls of Gen Z. And I'm your host, Liariel Staten, but you can call me Ari, and welcome to the Girls of Gen Z podcast. Hey girl, hey, it's Lee Ariel, and welcome back to the Girls of Gen Z podcast. As some of you know, Chelsea Chris just passed away due to suicide recently. I think that is so important that we talk about our mental health because you just don't know what anybody is going through. Well, today I have a special guest with me. Kizaya. And we'll be talking about mental health. Our biggest focus right now is anxiety, and this series will carry on to other things within mental health. So, Kizaya, do you think that anxiety plays a larger role because we're in high school, or do you think that it's just something that's found a lot all across the board? Um, I think it can be a little bit of both, because especially with high school, um, for some people, you go to a whole different school, you have no friends, so... Being around a bunch of people you don't know can be really, like, triggering. And just even in the world, just being around people can make you, like, flustered. I agree. I definitely think that if you're placed in an environment that's not your typical, that's not your normal environment, it can cause you to have a higher anxiety rate. Okay, next question. Do you think that social media, because I know a lot of millennials and Gen Generation X believe that Generation Z's biggest issue is social media and the internet in general, but do you personally believe, as somebody that's part of Generation Z, that the internet does affect our mental health, specifically anxiety? Um, Some cases it can, but a lot of cases it helps because Social media, it allows us to see other people who have the same problem as us, and we can connect. So not necessarily. I agree. I definitely think that it depends on that person's case. Like, for instance, um, I'm going to relate back to Miss Chelsea Chris, who just passed away recently. Some people believe that the reason why she committed her act of suicide is because of social media, but she was a very well-known individual because she was Miss USA and Miss North Carolina USA 2019, but sometimes that's not the reason. Sometimes it's their own personal issues that just comes up and reflects within their everyday life, and they just can't take it anymore. So I feel like some people believe that it's always the internet, but sometimes you have to really think that some of these mental health issues can come before the internet. Because in general, the internet is just a small glimpse into somebody's life. It's never what their real life is like. I definitely agree. Okay, so do you think that it's normal, that it should be normalized for teens to... Some people believe that teens fake their mental health issues. Do you think that it has been normalized to have mental health issues and that has caused this spike in flustered anxiety? Or do you think that it's just a problem that is actually occurring more often? I think it's a problem that's occurring more often because, like, um, especially with the pandemic, um, being hauled up in the house, you don't have any social interaction. So once you're put back into that, it could cause, like, anxiety that you didn't even know was there. Um, So, yeah. I agree. I agree with that as well. And you're probably like, you're agreeing with everything she says. (laughs) I'm agreeing because she's a very smart individual. (laughs) Um, I definitely agree with you because... 
COVID has caused a lot of issues and not even just anxiety, you know, depression as well. And I feel like people just focus on the negative that um, COVID-19 produced. But I do think there's also a positive side to the pandemic. What do you, what do you think that positive? Um, well, personally for me, the pandemic allowed me to experience other things I haven't. Like I got to actually have time for myself, find new things I like to do. Like I found like I like to do nails. I got more time to read and just time for myself. Yeah, I definitely think that because of the pandemic, I was able to really rekindle my love for reading books because not to sound cliche, but books are an escape from reality, you know? They are. <laughs> um, I also think that the pandemic was very beneficial because it like really allowed Generation Z to become a lot more independent because of online school. You had nobody holding your hand and telling you to do your homework. It was up to you to do your homework that yeah, night, which is don't turn it in. 11.59 p.m. <laughs> okay, let's move on to something else. I'm going to make it more personal. Now, as for you, do you suffer from anxiety or anything or any type of mental health issues? I do. Okay. You don't have to go into specifics if you don't want to. Um, but now, what's your best way of, like, coping with it? Um, I usually read or watch something that I like that really, like, helps calm me down. Yeah, I definitely agree. I know that sometimes not everybody has the ability to access the appropriate resources. So being able to just hold on to those things that make you happy like those little things like books like we said like you really enjoy books personally that's why I think she's also my twin but um simple things that you enjoy that allow you to be relieved and take your mind off of this issue that's constantly nagging at you can definitely help your mental health if you do not want to seek professional attention definitely yeah so my very last question or pers- last personal question do you believe that adults have a hard time understanding um teenagers mental health issues i think it's um sort of so especially now adults back they were like our age in like the 90s so like our parents um they didn't suffer, go through a huge pandemic so I do think it's harder for them to understand what we're going through because it's new to them. Right. I think every generation is different. Every generation has its own set of not necessarily issues, but new problems that have occurred within that generation. But time does repeat itself. So I just think everything is a revolving door. So we're going to face some issues that probably our parents have already faced and already overcome before. But I do definitely agree with you. I believe that sometimes they just don't understand because they're not children anymore. I know in my last podcast episode, I talked about how parents think a lot more rationally than we do because as teenagers, our biggest issues are our phones, our bedroom walls, and what happens at school sometimes. Unless you're like a really, really mature child and you're worried about everything political. (laughs) Um, But as for us right now, everything that we really are concerned about revolves around in our everyday life and it's not necessarily bills and things that are more substantial within the world. And as you said, we're like teenagers, so we're going to like try to go go off the wall sometimes and just do what we want to do. Exactly. Which is why it's good to have like our parents there to guide us. Because they probably have gone through the same thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. But I know to some people, it's really hard to talk to their parents because some parents just don't really understand. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, through time, I think if you explain to them what you're going through, I think they'll finally understand. Okay, now off of personal questions, let's just go back to talking about our generation in general. So, do you think that it's necessarily hard for our generations, our generation to speak on mental health issues? Because I personally believe that Generation Z is very inclusive. I think that we like talking about all types of things. But what about you? Um, I think our generation's really good on speaking about mental health issues. Like throughout all of 2020, we brought awareness to so many topics and everything. Like I just saw a huge community and I, I really loved it. Yeah. So um, like I mentioned earlier, um, Chelsea Chris did commit suicide recently. <clears throat> and as I also said, she was Miss USA and Miss North Carolina USA 2019. So I know this has probably negatively affected the pageant community because as somebody who competes in pageants myself, um, I know that we kind of always get a bad rep for just being beauty pageants and things like that. So what's your view on pageantry? Um, I think it's actually pretty beautiful. Like I know there are some tough things. Like a lot of people just see what's on the outside, but pageantry can be like really hard sometimes. Like mentally and physically but I do congratulate those who do it because it's like a great work of art in some form you know I absolutely agree I think that pageantry gets a bad rep just because of the image that's portrayed online like I said everything that you see online is not always true it's not the full story because usually on the internet and like toddlers and tiaras they only portray the glitz and the glamour of pageantry we do have natural pageants which don't really involve so much makeup and so much hair and so much over the topness and flippers and fake teeth like there are pageants that are definitely more real. Like I know as being a pageant girl, um, we've had to compete in interview and onstage question. And you have to be somebody who is very well-rounded, well-spoken, but can definitely convey their own opinion without offending others. And it's something that not everybody can do. So I definitely think that pageants can definitely help a lot of young women and it's not necessarily bad. Mm -mm. I also think it takes a lot of skill, too. It does. Like, to be able to think quick like that and still be, like, composed and, like, professional, I guess. It does because it's it's hard because um, sometimes in pageants, um, you have people who just are trying to bring you down and they don't want to see you succeed because, like, anywhere you have people who are not going to be your biggest fan. And that's something that, that you face in pageantry, which is something that I know Chelsea Chris did face. Like, after she won, I immediately looked inside the comments just because I was so happy for her. I wanted to comment something myself. But the first comment I saw was, Florida should have won. It should have been Colorado. And, and I didn't really see too many congratulatory comments. Like, even though I didn't really hope that North Carolina will win, I'm still happy that you won because you're still a beautiful young lady that can make change and represent the USA. I definitely think that people get so caught up in specifically their person that they're rooting for and how they don't look like the person that they like and all this stuff. But I know I personally really love Chelsea Chris because she was my mentor's mentor and she was always so happy, so nice, and so bubbly. And she was definitely somebody who strived to make a difference. Now, as we somewhat all know, is Chelsea Chris is an African-American young lady. And how do you think people who are African-American struggle more so with mental health than others? 
Um, in African American households, I know a lot of times um, mental health isn't talked about, um, or either it's pushed to the side, and they're just like, "Oh, well, you can do the dishes," or like, it's just a whole lot that goes into it. Um, so then it leads to them just like not wanting to talk about it, or they have to be tough. I know a lot with like African American men, that happens a lot too. So yeah, I definitely think that within our community, um mental health issues are kind of looked down upon but due to the new day and age like generation z we don't really take that as an answer anymore it's not just like oh you'll be fine or like so let's say somebody who has adhd for example they can't really exactly sit still as you all heard before but like you maybe have like your grandmother's like just sit still stop moving or they're like discipline you yeah, discipline you, but really in actuality, it's actually a medical issue that you need to seek help for. And I think this is something that's just been ingrained into our gener- into not our generation, but our community because of our history. Like I think it goes all the way back to slavery and the yeah. discipline that we had to face then and trying to prepare our kids for the work that came with slavery. So I just think that's something that's just carried on from generation to generation. But I do believe that Generation Z can put it into this. And even millennials and even Generation X. Like, I think everybody, if you just put an effort to create change, then we will see change. Yeah. So that's all we have for you guys today. But we do want to let you know about the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yeah. If you are suffering with, like, suicidal thoughts or anything, help is available. And you can text or call this number, 800-273-8255. Bye, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you subscribe and put in the comments a topic you would like me to talk about next time. And remember, always be a Gen Z girl, gorgeously exuberant, notable, and zestful. Keep your head held high, and I'll see you next time. Bye.